Time and time again, guys, the one thing that's going to protect you against economic downturns is an education, allowing you to adapt into varying careers. Why not go build your toolbox at MSU Denver online? I can speak to MSU Denver online because I took a class there last summer and I had a great experience. I honestly didn't know how much I would enjoy going back to school just because I hadn't been in a classroom environment in so long. But taking a class online, it was a great experience. MSU Denver Online, they've been doing online education forever. So the teachers that you're taking a class from online have been teaching online forever. So they know how to deliver course content in a really engaging fashion. Check out their entire course list, no matter if you are a first-time freshman or if you've already got some credits under your belt and you're trying to finish your degree at msudenver.edu backslash online. <laughs> no, it's not that one. That one. There it is. Tight ship. Last week of school. Yeah. Everybody join in the chat here. I see them in the comments. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNBR Nuggets podcast. Post-draft edition. <laughs> I'm your host, Adam Mares. Feeling casual today, guys. Feeling good, to be honest with you. Is this a casual Thursday? It's casual Thursday. You know, the last nine months have just been casual Friday over and over again. Every day. Every day. The exact Everybody's same pair of sweatpants. And uh, you guys can't see it, but uh, not wearing any pants today. Here's Harrison Wind, the beautiful one, <laughs> the man with the wind in his yeah. hair. I'm tired. I was up all night watching Zeke Najee highlights all night. That's true. We were we were in the group chat very late last night as we let get a new piece of detail. Like, check this out. Look at this. Look at this thing. It's always fun. Um, we got uh, my man Brendan Vogt. Jason asked me how my acting class went this morning. It went very well. Thank you. <laughs> you moved to Brooklyn and enrolled in an acting class. I don't know. It's something there for sure. There's that's some- so, that's some very hard mess behavior, dude. Yeah, we are. And then also we brought somebody on to talk about the jerseys today who's qualified to talk about that. We're all going to complain or, or whatever, but uh, one of us has an opinion worth listening to, and it is not myself. It's D-Line, D-Line Co. It's funny that I supposedly reportedly have an uh, opinion worth listening to, yet no one here ever listens to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, not so true. True. that's That's not true. There are certain Just make areas. it black, Eric. Just make it black instead. <laughs> I love this Marcus Howard hype. Also misspelled Marcus, but doesn't matter because the hype is still real. Doesn't even Let's matter. Go. We back, baby. Pretty we wrong. back. I hope you guys, man, I'm so, you know, proud and, and, and enjoyed the draft show last night so much that if you missed it, you know, first of all, I hope you always watch this on YouTube. Give us a retweet on Twitter and then hop on over to YouTube to, to watch us. Give us a like on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Just, but Put us up on every device you every, like, Yeah, just put us on. Like, There's really four people watching this a hundred <laughs> different times, and that's why we, our numbers are good. No, but um, I was just so proud of how it turned out, and and if you missed it, I put timestamps in there. So you can go back if you want to see George Carl's interview, if you want to see uh, Mike Singer's interview, whatever it is, or if you want to see our live reaction to the picks and slash trade, you'll miss my live reaction as I had gotten up for like three Wasn't minutes there. and I was there and that's when they, they made the trade. But um, if you want to get the reactions, you can go and look at all that. And I just, it was fun. I highly recommend it. And then if you missed it, set your calendar next year. We'll have another draft show today though. We are going to talk about the new jerseys. I can't wait for that. Um, and by the way, how many times have you typed new Jersey in a text and it changes it to new Jersey? No, you're telling me. <laughs> Probably a lot for vote. Probably a lot yep. for vote. It's like not every time I'm doing that, I'm like, "What do you think of the new jerseys?" And they're like, "What do you mean? What do I think of new jerseys?" Yeah, you're, but it's always the same set. It's always yeah, the same. It's a shit hole. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, it's always the same sentence. Like new jerseys are trash. No, New Jersey is trash. <laughs> new Jersey is trash. It's true. They're like, I, we know, bro. We know. Um, but let's go over. So last night we got instant reaction. And one thing about the draft, I want to get this clear. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. We prepare for a scenario. And then we grade the evening based on how much it matches with the scenario. We <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, what, what grade would you give? Well, this is a B because it did not match what I expected to happen tonight. But I think this is part of why I think the draft is a little bit silly. One is people, when they get so into the draft, they just want to be right. And you end up holding out hope, you know, like, uh, oh, my, my guy, Timothy Luau Cabarro, he's going to be, he's just needs a better chance, man. Um, or maybe long term. Well. So, I, and I don't like, I don't, I don't want to get into that because once a player is drafted, now we can start to analyze them and yep. really get into the weeds of them. And, and that's what we're going to start doing today with Zeke Naji. And Nuggets picked up four players yesterday, guys. <laughs> Zeke Naji, RJ Hampton, Marcus Howard, and I'm not, and Compazzo. I'm only going to go with Compazzo because, uh, Fasu. 
Fasu. It's Fasu. Fasu. Fatsu. All right, I like it. Fatsu, I thought it was a hard C. Um, all of them Maybe interesting to talk about, know. though. And that's why there's going to be a lot to <laughs> get to. So we can, uh, we can skip some of this BS here and get right on to it. Let's start. Let's just go in order of how they appeared for the Denver Nuggets. You mentioned you spent hours wind on YouTube, the dark web, just combing through everything. You should do some work. Zeke Naji uh, yeah. details. What have you come to between last night's show and today? I mean, I just want to issue an apology to Mr. Naji for my instant reaction on on the live show. <laughs> hold, up, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Give me your apology. Give the spotlight. <laughs> Get us all out of it. Give him the full screen. Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's clear out here. We need an ISO. Uh, Zeke. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I didn't have a good scout. I'll admit it. I didn't have a good scout. I didn't have a good scout. I'm into you. I'm into it. You gotta believe me this time. I did my research. I went back, reviewed the tape, and I'm all in. Um, I'm absolutely all in that. So that's a, that's quite a bit. Cause I'm not, I, I would say that my apology is a little more muted. <laughs> it's more of a, like, I'm willing to give you a chance. You know? yeah, I, I'm sorry. You made me feel that way. <laughs> exactly. It's like a backhanded uh, apology. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm all in. I'm curious. I'm intrigued. And I really, what I will say is I really like the guy. Like the more you start to look at some of the background on him and it just gets to me, we see the, like him talking and doing interviews and you're kind of like, this guy's, this guy's fun. He kind of has a little want. He might be the new Wancho. Yeah. They needed a new Wancho. Oh. A I mean, wacky, t- Tim cool. Connolly today, he's extremely intelligent, a maniacal worker, really, really smart guy. Um, I, I, I get that impression too. He seems like a really smart guy, just a really in tune person. Yeah. Yeah. Vote, what about you? Oh, you can't hear anything? What the age vote? That, that's on your end, vote. You can't What's hear going me, on, bro. But you can hear everybody else, or you just haven't been listening. Sorry, right, Eric. What about what about you? Do you have a, a news updated uh, Zeke Naji? Are you just here to listen to us uh, rave about him? No, I I uh, I too. My my scouting, I, I will admit, was a little short. Um, I saw no film of him. <laughs> I based my opinion completely off of your guys' reaction, and uh, I felt a little uh, underwhelmed. Um, also, he was low on everybody's draft boards, but it turns out everyone's draft board is stupid and wrong. That, like, that's exactly what it did. And this is, again, how we grade these things is it's hard not to have consensus. I put out my Paul Reed take, right? And I'm like, 22, he's probably going to be my favorite player. And people are like, you're an idiot. He's ranked 47th. And it's like, well, yes, I see that. I'm just – you're asking me what I thought. I'm looking right. at these guys and I'm, I'm sorry I didn't have the exact same take as everyone. But what I will say, I got a, a couple – you know, made some calls, got a, got a little bit of intel. Naji was considered a shooter in high school. That was what he was known for. He, so you know that he has that beautiful shooting form, looks very, like, natural. And you know that he has, like, the mid-range game. He could knock down that mid-range. But the, the three, so a couple things on the three. A lot of his misses in college, and again, we're going off of one, like, shortened college season. So the sample size on how many threes he took and made is very low. But they were often or almost always short. And the reason I like that is you got a guy that's missing left, right, long. Like It's like, okay, this guy's probably not a good shooter. His shot goes different every time. If it's always right on but just short, to me, that's like, okay, that's a familiarity thing. You know this. He's only played in, in, in the college level one time. But you watch even at the NBA level, if you've never shot an NBA three, it's just weird. It's because it's just a distance you've never practiced, right? And so to me, there's hope for me that he can become a better shooter. And then last little detail here, he um, he played AAU with Trey Jones, which I find interesting, and Matt Hunt also from, from Duke. So he played it kind of like Michael Porter on this like elite AAU squad yeah. and was the standout. Like he was like the guy and, you know, you'd come into town and be like, oh, my gosh, here it is. There's Zeke Naji's team is in town. So I found that kind of interesting. I just yeah. love it because – oh, go ahead. Man. No, you go. Go vote. I, I think Eric was hitting on this, but with each day going forward now, our draft takes are increasingly outdated. So it's like – you know what I mean? I had an opinion of Naji going into – but now he's a nugget. And from each day going forward, he will either work to prove folks right or wrong and, and we'll yeah. find out. What I found interesting about our, our conversation with Tim this morning is if you look at the current scattering report at, on Najee, and if you look at some of the grades that are out there today from outside of Denver, people are looking at him like the skill set he has now, the one he displayed in Arizona, and how that might be an immediate backup sort of right. big. But right. if you talk to Tim, that's not how they view him. He almost wants to flip this scouting report inside out. 
you were touching on his jumper. They feel confident he can right. be a quality shooter. Um, they like his defensive uh, potential and potential versatility. By, so, by the way, they saw him. This is one of the players they got to see in, 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 in a pre-draft setting, and they said that they could even tell even then with the, the shot they, they liked where, right. where it was at. So, so the, what's what's currently sort of in the weakness columns and a lot of those scouting reports, those are things Tim believes he could turn into strength. So this is very much a project. Um, and look, I think it's cool that he's described as a smart guy and a guy that, as Tim was saying, almost recruited, recruited Denver. He really wanted to play there. He really likes the way they play basketball. Love so Love it. Just get excited about the pick, and we'll find out. Yeah, he's he's a riser too. I don't think the Nuggets necessarily thought he'd be around at twenty two. I think they thought that there were teams ahead of them that were interested. Um, and Zeke Naji's kind of been rising up draft boards. He added twenty pounds of muscle. Yeah, uh, yeah since <laughs> May, uh, just over the last six months, and he did that while on a vegan diet. Uh, and I love this dude. I'm so in. Yeah. I mean, I added I added 20 pounds over this last six months, but it was like largely a jelly bean diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is yeah, just I, like yeah. an all out worker, and I think that's yeah. something Nuggets really like about him. Everybody you talk to, uh, like his agent, uh, he's just like committed to the grind. He's a grinder. He's like a no nonsense, just obsessed with basketball guy. What I like also, I mean, so obviously the thing, you know how there's always the one detail that comes out and everybody is like uh, jumps on board with it. With him at the <laughs> piano, he plays the piano, right? And apparently this is like legit. Like he's pretty, pretty good. Not just like uh, every now and then he plays, you know, whatever the, the, the song. Murray, also a pianist. Yeah, so. I mean, possibly, potentially. But what I like is I saw an interview with him as a pre-draft interview and somebody asked him, you know, what he's improved, what he's worked on since uh, quarantine. And he said, do you mean basketball wise or, or personal wise? Which I just first of all I love because I feel like there's 60 players picked and 59 of them would have just assumed only basketball is being asked. And she goes, "Well, you tell me." And he goes, "Well, basketball wise, you know, jumper this or that that." And he goes, "But personal wise, I'm trying to learn the harmonica." <laughs> so that and he's like, "I even got one of those things. In fact, I might have. I should have. I should have got it ready because I too have one of these things. But you know, the the like harmonica thing that holds it, so he can play the piano and do the harmonica at the same time. You got a you've got a blues traveler rig. I do have a blues traveler rig." <laughs> You know, I so I, this guy, man. I, I'm telling you, I connect with this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I understand and your casual Friday music so much more now. We gotta ask him if he speaks other languages because I just have a gut feeling he speaks like three. He just yeah, like, like that kind of guy. So I and I'm. I'm, I'm I saw this. I didn't retweet too many things last night, but one of them was our homie, uh, Ariana Lenarski, where she said something like to the effect of whoever the Nuggets pick, I'm going to absolutely love or something like that. And it looks – oh, it says um, – let me – where, where – I want to see exactly how she phrased it here. I guess I will never find it. But it was – um, that's like the, the vibe though, man. Like that's – this is the thing about being a fan is you want to connect with these guys. They become your guys and then you want to connect with them and like – you know, you start to appreciate the little things about them. Thank God we don't have Kyle Kuzma. Can you imagine if we were like combing through the weeds to be like, well, I yeah. interesting hair sometimes. I don't know. Like, you know, but, but this guy, I think he's genuinely like super, super interesting. And I do think that the Nuggets needed personality and character as much as we love Gary Harris and Paul Millsap and those types. A little short on the personality they share with us. This guy seems like he's going to be a loud personality. I think Nuggets fans are just really going to enjoy watching this guy play, too, because he's kind of like a ball of energy on the court. Yeah, like, he's always sprinting. Uh, he's not afraid to like crash in, into guys uh, under the rim, battle for position. He plays super hard, and that's something the Nuggets really love about him. Just his motor, his motor never stops, and um, he's just gonna bring like this instant energy to the court. And uh, I think I think fans are really gonna like watching him play. Yeah, I think so too. So I'm in on him. And then he seems like, you know, I think he's a high floor, lower ceiling kind of guy. Like, I don't think he projects to be a guy that's going to like lead you to a title or anything like that, but he could be a role player. And I think he he seems like the type that, that knows and accepts that. He's also Maybe. only 19. He's only 19. He's also young. Yeah. And, and and that's a, like another thing. He, he was a freshman and he put up pretty big stats for like being a, a one and done guy who slipped to 22nd, like 16 points. Eight half rounds per game. Usually, when a, a one and done guy is putting up those numbers at a big time program, he probably go higher in the draft. Um, but he probably was a little overshadowed at Arizona by Nico Mannion and Josh Green at times, so kind of slipped under the radar a little bit. But I think he's he's talented for sure. And I mean, it definitely seems like there's a growing trend in in some discrepancies between how scouts view some of these players. 
and the way they're used and coached in Arizona in recent years. Oh, and yes. and so this is a guy who like Blackwood was on the show last night saying, don't rule out that he can't pass or, or do other things. And so we certainly haven't seen it yet, but I mean, like the shooting, he just didn't do it. Doesn't mean he can't do it. Just wasn't yeah. asked to. So we'll see. I love this idea of like, you know, you want to take a Villanova guy, you know, they, they have good pedigree, good coaching, but then you're also like, you might want to take an Arizona guy. Cause they have, Terrible coaching, and uh, they might actually be way better. I don't know if this is true, but I, I was reading on Medium today, like a statistical analysis of the likelihood, the probability of being an all-star at each pick. Um, 22 and 23, the only spots that have not yielded an all-star. Yet. If this guy's article is correct. Yet. 22 and 23? Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Well, I think that trend might continue. I mean, I like Zeke, and but. All-star, I'd be pretty shocked. I think you have to be pretty happy. Can I, can I with that wet blanket energy? That's, that's not even a wet blanket. I'm telling you, here's the thing you don't understand. Not everybody's a star. You need people to be stars oh, I understand in their this. roles. I understand know? that like, very well. There's like, this great scene in Fargo, this list of current season, where he's like talking to this guy who sucks at sweeping. And he's like, everybody wants to be the president. If you're a sweeper, be the Michelangelo of sweepers. <laughs> like, the Nuggets need some guys to sweep the court, man. And I think he's going to be a, an elite so wait, floor your, sweeper. Your, your advice to uh, – Mr. Naji is that not everyone gets to be an all-star just, but you should still be a basketball player, but just not as good of one. I know, it's not that it has nothing to do with goodness. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is a horrible superstar, right? Dude, I'm telling you, I've used this line before, but I'm telling you to get it because I know that you're joking, but I'm also going to take it serious because it's so important the way to look at basketball. Draymond is the Russell Westbrook, Draymond Green arguing with each other. And uh, he says something like, you're just a role player, Westbrook to Draymond. You're just a role player. And he goes, you're right. I'm a great role player. You're a terrible superstar. This is this is how you have to look at basketball. If this guy's a great role player, I would take that over than hoping he's a bad superstar. I mean, come on, like get out of here with that. Twenty two hasn't yielded an all star. Twenty three hasn't. Twenty four has, and Nuggets also picked at twenty four last night, and they picked the guy that who knows maybe has all star upside. Um, have you also spent your night? Harrison or morning watching RJ Hampton highlights? <laughs> no, because I watched more RJ Hampton than I did Zeke Naj before the draft. And I loved Hampton coming into the draft. Uh, so I think it's an awesome pick for Denver. It is such a Tim Connolly, such a Nuggets pick, RJ Hampton. I, I think it's kind of in the vein of the Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull picks where both those guys were super hyped coming out of high school. Uh, they ha- like <clears throat> something happened to them that first year in college where there was an injury or just some red flags around them and their draft stock plummeted. That's what happened to RJ Hampton. He went to New Zealand scouts kind of picked apart his game when he was a play- playing against professionals and his draft stock took a huge hit. Uh, I think he's super talented, but he is really raw. He, he needs to refine his game a lot. So I don't think he's going to like play next year at all, uh, but he's so athletic. He's so quick. Uh, I think he's got like the tools to be a, a guy who has like top 10 potential in this draft. Wow. Top 10 potential. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Vo, what about you? Where where have you changed from yeah, last I mean, night that, to the day? That ceiling's really, really high. I mean, probably not sort of the MPJ bowl levels um, specifically because those guys are like seven feet tall or whatever. But this definitely solidifies or at least helps this idea that we've been pushing of a second core man i mean if you want to look at now like jamal Jokic, and gary as the original three you got an next three in the pipeline now of really really talented guys um that could really pan out and, and contribute so the commitment defensively on rj um from what i saw in the film lacking got a long way to go um but this guy is a freak free athlete at the nba level right away like walking into a gym as one of the three yep. foremost athletic guys there. Yep. So really, really excited. It's a fun pick. Like it's a it's a way sexier pick than you'd anticipate for trading into pick. the twenty fourth pick at right first round. You know, that's what I like about the draft, and that's part of what gets you excited about how this went. Is Najee looks like a great culture fit. He looks like a guy that maybe could be a sleeper role player. You know, like it turns out, oh, every team is going to want to have this guy. Um, and then RJ Hampton is the guy that you look at and is just so consistent. He's the next in a line of Michael Porter, top high school recruit. Something went south, drops. Bull Bull, top high school recruit. Something went south, he drops. RJ Hampton, top high school recruit. Some, you know, stock, stock lowered and now here he is. The thing I would say, I think Hampton's upside is significantly lower than like Michael Porter and even Bull. Um, but he has like a very – there's a clear path to what makes – turns him into a great player. To your point, Bo, he is 
Zach Levine, Russell Westbrook fast, I think, on that first step. Maybe not, you know, Westbrook's like such a freak. But that first step, Denver, this is the biggest thing to me. Denver has not had one of these guys. I talked about this a little bit, but I really want to hammer it home. They have not had a quick first step guy in the Nikola Jokic era. You think about how much of the Denver Nuggets game is about ball movement to get the defense broken down and all the little things you do. If you have a guy that just sometimes just beats his guy off the dribble and not just sometimes kind of all the time, I think RJ Hampton's number one skill set is attacking closeouts. That's this would be from what I've seen of him so far. His number one best skill is it's that first step when the ball's in his hand or when he, when he goes, but that's especially true when you skip the ball to the other side, they have to close out hard on him and he goes one of the questions is, do you have to close out hard on him because he's not a great shooter? But let's get let's put that aside for a second. If you do, if he can get the, if he can raise that part of his game, he is going to be a great toss like reverse option, right? You run that out, you run the play for Jokic and Murray on one side, swing it to the other side, boom, he's going and dunking on your head. Is it a stretch to say that the quickest point guard in that like first step category has been Jameer Nelson? Jameer Nelson it was yeah, was really he, it was he was at the end of his it's career, so but he was still with a really quick first step. You know, I love Jameer. I, I do too, Jameer. man. I, oh, I still love Jameer. that offense. Hummed that offense. Yeah, Jameer was great. Jameer, you know the funny thing about Jameer too is like you hang around the league long enough. I know this as a fellow old Eric. You maybe know this, although you're a little more hip. I'm much more you're hip. Very, look, at very hip. Really, look at this camouflage sweatshirt. Oh wow! Look at how cool you are. No, but Jameer Nelson was like seeing him three years ago with the giant shorts, you know, like the yeah. super baggy like throwback from the late '90s, because that was his era. And he sees these kids wearing skin tight, tiny shorts, and he's like, "Nah, that ain't me, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking to my baggy shorts, just like MJ." Uh, but Hamden, man, where if we just put all the prospects on the table for Denver right now and talk about the absolute peak reaching their ceiling. Who's number one? Who's number two? What's the order here of the Denver Nuggets in terms of all their young players if they all reach the absolute pinnacle? I'll start with you, about, Harrison. Or actually, I'll start with just, you, Eric. I'll start are with you talking you. about just who was, who was drafted? Or you're saying all the entire... All of the players on the Nuggets roster, if they all reach their theoretical ceilings, I, I just want to know where, what, uh, what it's, order... It's MPJ. MPJ number one. Okay. Like, if, if he reaches the ceiling, he'll be... I, I believe he will be in... This is a hard exercise. I feel like you could give three answers right now. Maybe four. I don't know. Um... I feel like the second most promising player is probably RJ, right? Like he just has like you don't think so? What? No, I don't think it's. Do you think it's both? <laughs> what do you think? So. What do you think? Well, I'm curious. You can give your list. I'm not gonna. I mean, we'll make fun of you, but I mean that's you know that's life. I'm well, gonna then bully, I'm then, gonna bully you. There's no drinking today for bullying. I mean, there's drinking every day for bullying. Um, I think that I don't know. I just I I see a traditional like. Uh, the the athleticism that I've watched on on film now, like, just really makes me excited. And how tall he is, and how I think just he yeah. he shows me a lot that that can really translate in this league. You've seen it work. It's like easier to picture him. Yeah, exactly. I, and like yeah. after after that, I would probably put Bull because he's just so like I don't even know what Bull's ceiling is. Like, yeah, that's that's the tough part. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, it just yeah. I I don't like we've seen him run the floor, shoot threes, block shots. Um, and it's all incredible. Look at this. You got uh, Bobby just, agreeing with you here. Look at that. Number two. Bobby, on, did, you th- did you have uh, – we've seen the comments. And by the way, that's why we like – you guys watch the show live because we love to, to see everybody's perspective here. In fact, give us your order. I want to see the order that you guys have for – and by the way, when I say prospects, Jokic is a prospect. Do you realize that? Or maybe you didn't realize that. I did not realize that. <laughs> oh, you guys didn't realize that. That's, that's why I was like, wow, R.J. Hampton, huh? Over Me Jamal too. Murray I and Nikola Jokic. But Nikola Jokic is like already been an At what point do you stop Jokic a prospect? Is, yes, he is. No, he is. I'm sorry. All the players on the roster, if they reach their best, you think Jokic uh, is the best version of himself? This is what I'm no, trying to No, but like at. you should, but when you say prospect, right, it right. means like okay, not a right. player that hasn't been on the team for five years and been a two-time All-Star. For clarity. Okay, for clarity. That's why I was so shocked. I'm like, Wow, Eric, come on, bro. Like, well, we're, I thought we we're just going to glance over Jokic and Murray here just to go straight to Like, him. what about Najee? Are we freaking around? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if you would have had Najee third. What about this ter- Watko? <laughs> this is a terrible exercise. Let me rephrase your exercise. Okay. Who on the Nuggets will be the best? 
I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Who on the Nuggets has the highest ceiling? I'm the bull. I'm the one. I'm the victim here. <laughs> so, all right. If I can rephrase the question, if we just talk about all the players all reaching their ceiling, all of the players on the Nuggets roster. Which, by the way, I put okay. out this tweet today. I don't know if you guys saw it, but the Nuggets now. Gary Harris like is it. the second most senior player on the uh, Denver Nuggets roster mm. at, the, at the moment. I mean, we think they're going to obviously sign Grant. We think that they will. Um, you know, they'll, they'll mix some things up here. I'm going to put it on the here so you guys can see it. Cause it's Good actually kind of wild when you see it. Um, look at this Hampton, 19, Najee, 19, bowl, 21, 22, 23, 23. Look at this. Will Barton, 29. He's the only outlier. Everybody else, 26 and under. Am I, am I the Will Barton of this podcast? You are the Will Barton of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Always. It's a lot of guards on that list. Not a lot of big men. It's a lot of guards. <laughs> But it's just interesting when you look at it in this way and just and you just look at how young everybody Gary Harris, literally the second oldest person on the roster at this very moment. We'll see what happens in the So is Jeremy Grant projected to be twenty six? you're not the first to make this uh <laughs> to make this, to make that joke. So. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, people. All right, Eric. Nick, after I... the buddy healed thing, maybe we should talk in projections. <laughs> it's true, you know? it's, it's, it's not a certainty. <laughs> Should I move on, Eric? Do you want nope. to not go first? Oh, so okay, listen, listen. So if we're talking about the, the title Nuggets. of this show is is with R.J. Hampton on board, the brightest timeline. I can't see the full thing. What's something about the brightest timeline? <laughs> I mean, Nikola Jokic, number one. Jamal okay. Murray, number two. Wow. Number three, Michael Porter Jr. Wow, spicy stuff. Well, what the fuck? I don't, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, I give the obvious answer. It's wrong. You know, like, move on. Just go move on. I'm lost. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, vote. I want to hear yours now. I actually was interested in the back end of your list there because uh, the front Me end too. of yours looks, looks just like yours, D-Line. Um, yeah. And then I would say probably Bowl and RJ. Bowl and then RJ. So he's right yeah, behind Bowl. Okay. Correct. Just, cause, just because I think um, – I mean, I agree with the idea there's an easier path, at least like just now picturing it, of RJ. Um, but the like, look, Bowl's skill set, if it pops at his size, it's like what do you do about it? Right. What yeah. do you think, Harrison? I would probably slot Jokic one because, oh. like Jokic, Jokic at He's his the ceiling, best big man in the league is the already? best offensive player in the league, and Marcus All defensively, like I feel like that is better than all these guys could be. Uh, I will throw MPJ at two. Um, I will throw. This might be controversial. This is controversial. Uh, um, then bowl. Then wow! Sorry. I just we just had a man go for fifty points twice in a single series, and we were just immediately dis. I'm sorry. I had to take a moment here just to throw you out for this. <laughs> do we want to do another apology to Jamal Murray right now? I no. Look, I think all, he has an incredibly high ceiling, but both don't. Bull and MPJ also have a ridiculously high ceiling. Also, I'm not I saying it, look, look Jamal, Mur- Jamal Murray is much more likely. Jamal Murray is much more likely to reach his ceiling. Much more likely, We've like ninety nine. That's really high. Ninety nine percent more likely. But yeah. those guys have like top ten player in the league ceilings as well. Who, who no? doesn't love a thought? Who doesn't love a thought exercise with wrong answers? No, it's, it's not that way. It's just like it's just like Murray was legit a top five player in the playoffs. Does Bull not have a top ten player in the league ceiling potential? Maybe, maybe. Yes. Does yeah. Michael Porter Jr. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Does Jamal Murray also? I'm, yes. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just you're usually the tempered one. I love you. That's true. It's hard because, like, I obviously think Jokic is incredible, and I still think he has. I'm going to go Jokic. I'm still going to go Jokic. To me, he's yeah, like no upside is still though. like it's. Yeah. Well, the no, reason you could make an argument like, look, Jamal Murray looked like Steph Curry in the playoffs. I could make I'm, that argument, but you would never make that argument. I am making it right now that, like, look, if we did this exercise four months ago, I'd have been like, okay, Murray right ahead or right alongside Hampton or something like sure. that, you know. Yeah, but yeah. what we just saw, the glow up we saw, and how consistent he was, I'm like, I'm sorry, the, Jamal Murray's ceiling is higher than I thought it was. And oh, me too. Get me there, too. Way higher he, than I thought it was. He looked like Steph Curry for a solid two months against the top-level competition under enormous stakes and always came up clutch in the fourth quarter and overtime. So Let us know in the comments. It looks like a couple of people agree with Harris and they really think both ceilings are high. Adam needs his veto power. From <laughs> Is Harrison still drunk from last night? Thank you, Bobby. Like, the same way. I don't Johnny. think Harrison ever got drunk last night. I feel like I was the only one that caught a little buzzeroo. 
Well, yeah, because we drank two beers each. So yeah, we had two beers. That you it's, all, it's, all, it's, it's, it's all about the speed, the speed at which you drink. I'll <laughs> still go Jokic number one, but I'm telling you, the the I still think Porter and Murray, and I would probably go in that order by virtue of Porter just being so tall, and also him being so like we haven't seen that much. So you had Murray one spot in front of me. That's I it? did have him in front of you. That's the point. There was a big gap here. That was an important gap. One point. Uh, so, <laughs> that's true. But the funny thing is, is all three of those guys at this very moment in time. The further you go into a career, the more that that like ceiling and floor narrow, right? Because you just like, okay, they can't get like Andrew Wiggins comes into the league. His ceiling is, you know, Kevin Durant, you know, whatever. Now it's like, okay, his ceiling is probably not that great. Um, the possibilities are fewer. But I think those three guys, they all have a chance to be, I think, a Katie Harden Russ esque trio in that, like, when you had those three guys, it was clear Katie was your guy. But then Westbrook and Harden, they were like, man, I don't know. It's stylistic. Like, will you prefer this style? Do you prefer that style? Um, and there are even people back in the day that thought Westbrook was better than KD or this or that. Um, so I think it could be like that, where those three guys are all such elite talents. Then below that, man, after that, I would probably go with with Bowl and then Hampton. But all five of those guys, to me, have really nice ups. They're all above everybody else on the Nuggets roster, including Monte and Gary. That's not to say that. RJ Hampton's going to turn out to be better than Gary Harris or, or whatever, but I'm just saying his upside right now is better than that. So um, I think he could be an ideal fit. A couple other notes on him here real quick. The Actually, it's really about the um, the Australian league. And maybe tomorrow, by the way, we have the homie Miroslav who gives us all the insights into both um, Serbian culture and lifestyle and language and basketball and everything else. We need air. We're, we're in the search right now for an Australian correspondent. I, yeah. I think we need a we need an Australian slash New Zealand um, correspondent. So if you want to talk, if you have you know any type of experience or, or watch a lot of the Australian League basketball league, let us know. Hit me hit me up. Hit, slide into the DMs and let me know if tomorrow Casual Friday would love to talk about a little Australian basketball. But what I'm told from talking around is that. The physicality of the Australian league is not at all comparable to NCAA. Wait for Australian corner. The Australian corner. You got to get the, get the graphic going now. Uh, you usually have a lot of fun with that. One. He is. It's going to really lead into a lot of stereotypes. I have a feeling. But Go, yeah. So then you get um, you get the physicality. You're playing against like really strong, really, really, you know, whatever. But the talent level is low, so it's hard to evaluate players because it's like. Okay, you can be a super athlete as he was, but maybe your athleticism isn't what it, the advantage would be if you were playing against like Iowa and you know Indiana State and all these other schools. But the talent level isn't as high. Like your top end guys at Duke or whatever are way more talented than than your average player at um, you know in the Australian league. That's at least how it's been explained to me. So right, and, and the difference is RJ Barrett is R not, not RJ Barrett. <laughs> RJ Hampton uh, D in my head. RJ Hampton. It's like 170 pounds. The guys in this Australian league and New Zealand are, you know, yes, he, they've been know playing at Texas. this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they've been playing at this level professionally for years. Like, yeah, they're big right. dudes. He's fresh out of high school. The other thing about um, where, where else was I going to go with this one? Um, can I have one other really great detail on RJ? Uh, it'll have to come to me after the break. Are we ready to take a break? We went really long on this first one, but we wanted to update. We still have to talk about um, – Marcus Howard, we still have to talk about uh, Campasso. I can't Campasso. wait for it. So, and jerseys, man. Jersey. And jerseys. We have a full a full last day today, guys. Uh, MSU Denver Online, guys. I took a class there last summer. Yeah, you and did. It's a premier online education in a time when online education is all we've got. So if you're going back to school, maybe you're a first-time freshman. Maybe you're looking to finish up your degree. Why wouldn't you take a class with the people who have absolutely perfected the art of online education. Uh, check out msudenver.edu backslash online. You can find their whole course list there. Great teachers, great subjects. It's a great place uh, to get an education. Also check out the Palisade Peach from Breck Brew. I was very disappointed we didn't have any of these on tap at the bar last night. Uh, we didn't have any of these, any of these stocked upstairs for the uh, draft show, but I'm gonna pick some up this weekend. Check out the Palisade Peach. And also to check out that Broncos Country Breck Brew. We were drinking those during the draft show last night. Yes, we were. You definitely were. That's right. <laughs> you I love the were. I love the Broncos. What can I say? Oh, yeah, and uh, alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, it's a good beer. It's a good beer. It's a good beer. Ice Cave guys here. Are we done? That was a quick read. That was great work, man. That was really good. We do have a lot to get to. All right, let's go. Let's move over now to Marcus Howard. Um, you guys know my takes here. 
don't like the little guys. You're five foot. Sorry, vote. Don't five yeah, foot eleven. Get, get out of here, vote. <laughs> five five <laughs> foot eleven, and I'm just you're gonna have to really sell me on you being good. But I'm at least intrigued. This guy wasn't drafted. He's I, I believe he's going to go to the two way. I don't know if that's out yet, but it looks like I'm just log- logistically. It looks like he'll end up being a two way. Um, yeah, I, Marcus Howard. I reported yeah. he's getting signed oh, to two way okay. last night. Okay, I was yeah, your colleague, your colleague. Yeah. Uh, I, I break in the news right now, so you guys can call <laughs> me as the reporter this here on this one. Huh. Aggregator. <laughs> but here's the thing: I as you poke around about him, he was described to me. This is I'm not kidding when I say this. He was described to me as arguably the greatest shooter in NCAA history, a history that includes. A, all of the great shooters, J.J. Redick, Steph Curry, and all these guys, he was described as the greatest shooter in history for a couple reasons. One, he's so little, he only takes contested shots because literally every shot he could take is contested. And he never shot lower than 40%, including this last year, from three, including this last year where he took over 10 threes per game. The guy is like an incredible shooter. I mean, he's 5'11". If he was like 6'3", he'd probably be like a top five pick, but he's, he's 5'11". So... Real mixed bag that's, here. That's taller than I am. Yeah, real mixed bag here. Harrison, what, what what's your take on, on, on this one? Yeah, he was uh, described to me as a 5'11 Steph Curry. <laughs> 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 he shot 41% from three last year on 10 three-point attempts per game. Was like, that's so many. <laughs> I think a 43 or 44 career three-point percent shooter in college on a ton of attempts, a ton of attempts. Like This guy played a bunch all four years that he was at Marquette. Led the nation in scoring last year. Uh, unanimous All-American. This guy was a high, high-level college player. And the Nuggets are pumped to get this guy on a two-way contract. They're hyped about him. Other teams wanted him, but the Nuggets got him. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets' track record on for two-way guys was a big reason why he decides to come to Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard this so funny? many different times over the years. No, it is funny because I've heard this so many different times over the years about – now, especially guys want to come to Denver to be on that two way. And, you know, this is a little bit just how the NBA works now with two way contracts that guys that are late second round picks or really the whole like back half of the second round guys kind of can say where they want to go. I don't want to be drafted. I want to do this or that. And I Denver, from everything I've heard, is one of those teams where those guys want to come now because Terrence Davis, I know he was just on the summer league team, but, you know, he gets the deal. We talk about Kenrich Williams. We talk about Monte Morris. We talk about Torrey Craig. These are guys that came to Denver, did the two-way thing, and turned into actual NBA players. So now you get people. You've earned the credibility. Now you get the best of the best saying, hey, that's where I want to go. And that's who – this is – I'm not saying that he'll turn out that way, but this was a guy to your point, Harrison, that I've heard a lot of teams were like, this is the guy we want to flyer on. And he was like, nah, no thank you, all you other teams. I would rather go to Denver. They know what they're doing. Is Denver, it, the team without a G League team, say, just like, gets everybody on the two ways. League squad. How, is, how do we have such a good record? Like, should we just credit the Windy City Bulls and the, the <laughs> Delaware Blue Hens or whatever? <laughs> yeah, what is the uh, – what was, what was uh, Monte at? Iowa – what was it? <laughs> Monte was at the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. Rio, Rio Grande Valley, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Go Vipers, man. Go Vipers. Great squad. Great squad. Uh, Marcus Howard, is it, vote. Do you have any Marcus Howard takes? Any updated Marcus Howard? Not really. I mean, at first, you know, if you're like you like look at it all on paper, you're like, how does that guy not get drafted? And then you're like, oh, he's five eleven. So that's yeah. a bit. You know, I think this guy is going to light it up in the G League. Oh my god, light it up. Um, it's gonna be dude, hard I to like think, analyze him in the G League when it's like he had forty again. Or I was thinking about um, I was thinking about Jimmer when I'm trying to describe this dynamic. Yes. Like Jimmer didn't get worse at shooting. Jimmer just could no longer get his shot off whenever he wanted to in the NBA. His, and his defense and, was just a and of course right. And then you just get picked on the on the other side. But I'm saying like that was one of the most prolific three point threats of all time in college. Right, and he gets to the NBA and it doesn't really amount to anything. And so getting your shot off, not getting picked on on the other side of the court. Um, it's it's hard to do when you're 5'11", to yeah. be blunt. I would know, actually, because I'm 5'6". <laughs> everything's, everything's hard to do. Really hard. It, dude, Can't if you're this guy... Reach stuff. If you're a guy that is described as the greatest, the potential greatest <laughs> shooter in the history of NCAA, right. yeah. and you don't get drafted, you'd be like, "What am I supposed to do?" Like, I literally I mean, did the best know, I could. Right? <laughs> I know, but like, what yeah. else can I do? Like, I was literally the best shooter in NCAA double or NCAA history, and I couldn't get drafted. Like, what the H, man? This 
NBA is uh, it's a Tom Hanks game. I see this take so much about it, and I completely get it. Like the Nuggets haven't spent on a G League team. Here's the thing about the G League: they you have to really break it into two categories. There are teams that use their G League like Houston did, like Toronto does, as an experiment, both as a player development experiment saying, okay, we got these guys, this is the role we want to mold them into, so we're going to design an entire team around making this guy good at his role, not just giving giving the ball and clearing out or whatever. But then there's also – and then also those types of people that use the league to – their G League team – to experiment Houston before they became the three point launching team. They're like, let's see what the limits are of three point shooting with our G league team. Let's just have them shoot nothing but threes. Mm -hmm. Turns out it works. All right, let's implement this. So there's a lot of things. And then also even a coaching pipeline, you know, front office pipeline. Like there's a lot of things you can do with your G league team. So I understand that sentiment, but in the sentiment I'm bringing up here, somebody complaining about the nuggets having it and saying, there's no way they're a good development, but there's a lot of teams that just have a G league team. And it's just like a property that they own. And they're, you know, there's no, they're like, oh, this is not a high yield um, sort of investment. And so yes and no, that's my answer to this. Yes and no. Denver, I think has proven that they do a lot of things with player development that work. Would it be better if they fully invested into a G league team like Toronto or Houston? Yes. Would it be better if they just had the Broomfield? Four, what are the 30 what was it what was it called the 14 the, the broomfield 14ers and they just like you know it's just a property that was sitting there probably not yeah so i'm a little bit mixed on this one but but there are some things you could you could sort of hit the ground running a little bit on what you're trying to figure out about these guys like tim always yeah. joked to me like look if we had a g league team like bull would be playing point guard you know right, right and right. so yeah, it, yeah. and you can also I, get I, minutes but, for these guys but to your point adam like you it's one thing to have it. It's another thing to invest in it. And if it's taken this long to get it, I certainly wouldn't be too hopeful that the Rockies would would really invest in the product either or really right. treat it like a pipeline. If they did, um, it would be no a smart way. move because there's a <laughs> good track record in development lately. I, I would have a hard time. But that, I, I say that to set the table for if Denver does end up picking up a G League here in the next year or two, I think a lot of people are going to say, there it is, we're done. But it's not the case. We'll see how they approach it and, 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 and we can grade it on that. But also – at this current time, before they have one, we should also grade them on the merits of they've developed a lot of players, not just the ones on the roster, but a bunch on other rosters as well that they they help develop. Um, the other guy that Denver gets here, Compasso. Now, this one is actually oh, actually, I guess the Nuggets haven't gotten him right. This is there. Mark Stein has only reported that there is interest and right almost hinted at that this interest is re- is real. It's, I don't think I, 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 I can't even report it's it's serious interest. It's going to happen. Serious it sounds interest. like. Okay, I just. It definitely over- sounds like an after-dinner uh, beverage, by the way. A compa- what? A compa- Let's all oh, have man. a composo. That does sound like it. Yeah, it sounds really tasty. Really, really good. <laughs> Such a deep-line thing. Uh, that is a deep line. <laughs> Just what do you mean, like, deeply, deeply uninformed basketball opinion? <laughs> <laughs> but Composo, like, look, if he does come over to Denver this year, I and mean, he's a guy that's been in Europe, we're going to actually have Miroslav on to talk about him tomorrow. I can't wait for that Serbian corner. He's going to he's gonna provide even more detail. But here, here's what I'll say. He reminds me a little bit of when Teodosic came over, right? And it was, look how fun this guy is. You've been a European star for a long time, finally making making the trip over. Um, and I think with Composite, it's going to be similar to that. Of course, we've seen him in the Olympics um, with that Argentinian squad, right? He's he's been um, he's been like on the big stage, and we've seen him in big moments. But he's just a fun, like also tiny, um, but super super fun. That him and Jokic are going to have like some absurd if they get to play together. You know, assuming they get on the court together, some absurd two man game stuff because you're talking about an absolute wizard. What do they call him? The magician? Is that his nickname? Like an absolute wizard with the basketball and just a great score. He's like, I would, it seems a little bit like a 5'11 Kyrie Irving, you know, only a better passer. So this guy could be really, really fun and could actually end up being a meaningful piece depending on how the next week goes with free agency and, and trades. I feel like he's Jokic, but in like a 5'11 body if, if he <laughs> was a point have a guard. Lot of fun. They're going to have a lot of fun together. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, not the most like athletically gifted guy, but he's like quick when he needs to be uh, super crafty. You mentioned, yeah, his nickname's the magician. He, he throws like Sweet. ridiculous types of passes, uh, pass first player who, who's been around for a minute. Like he's one of the top point guards in Europe for sure. He's just going to be like super fun to watch. It's going to be really interesting to see how how things work out because uh, it seems like there's a lot of guards on this team right now. There are a lot. Of yeah, guards that's on this team right. Now. I mean, it's hard not to um, 
let your mind wander to other deals, which is not to say that one is necessarily coming, but we've talked a lot about the Monte timeline. Now you've added another backup guard here and, you know, Monte and Composo next to each other. It's second unit. So it's maybe you can survive this. You're probably not stopping anyone, but um, so I think it does sort of beg the question, uh, will the Nuggets follow this up by sort of consolidating a little bit? They've got a stable of guards that they like. Um, and, and like Composo is not coming here to sit on the end of the bench. He's going to play. Right. I would imagine. Well, he's 29 again. So like, I mean, he's not so old that it's like, okay, he doesn't, I mean, he's kind of, you could say in the height of his prime, like 29 is usually about what a player peaks. That's a mixture of like athleticism and and IQ. So that that would, that is the oldest member of the Nuggets. Supplanting (laughs) supplanting 28 year old Will Barton. (laughs) Our rookie vet. He's both the rookie and the vet of the squad. Um, No, but it's, I think it's super, super interesting. And here's the thing that I think you need to take away from this. We understand, we hear that Marcus Howard requested to come to Denver, right? That's what he, or at least that he was very interested in being part of Denver's pipeline. You get Composo, wanted to be part of Denver. He could have gone a lot of places, wants to come to Denver. So I think this is, Tim Conley said this a couple weeks ago about how like, oh, people are, agents are calling me now. Was it LeBron's agent? It wasn't maybe, uh, you know. James Harden's agent, you know, whatever was Marcus Howard's agent. But it was. But what I'm saying is, it does look like you get past that first level of I want the spotlight on me, star. I'm the guy. You get the you get the next. What's that? And my chair squeaks, and I just oh, if someone's just tuning into the show, I didn't just rip ass like we can't even. Oh, we can't even. Hear. <laughs> All right, I just want to make sure. Now well. you only made it awkward. But but I just think Denver is. It, it does appear that there are guys that are wanting to join, and we'll see how that shakes out here as we approach free agency. Denver quickly approaching now a full roster. Should they end up signing Tory Craig, uh, Paul Millsap, uh, Jeremy Grant? I'm not sure. I would have to go through the thing. They don't really have that many roster spots available. So there is there is a real chance that Denver is approaching the final form, assuming, again, that they don't make a big trade here coming up. So didn't, didn't, Wynn, didn't you report that uh, teams are looking to maybe even carry fewer players this, this season? Yes. Yeah, I think I retweeted something about that. So maybe Denver's done. I, I think they'll definitely look to add a free agent, maybe. But, yeah, you never know. Maybe that's a thing. I know we're going to a break, but real quick, you would think there's a big to get still. No, I mean if they describe Najee as a project, well, we'll see. We'll find out, I guess. I mean, if you theoretically, if, yeah. if Paul Millsap does resign, do you have enough there? Is Jeremy Grant, Michael Porter, Millsap, Jokic? Is that that's your four man? I know yeah. Michael Porter's going to play some three. That might be it. And then you have Zeke Najee that you can trust for ten games or here. Can you can yeah. you believe like the trade that we made and the the yield that we got back? Like we didn't even mention them as members of the Denver Nuggets. Like it never we never mentioned Kate Bates Diop unless it's <laughs> we never mentioned That's Noah so Conley. We like none of these guys like even yeah. exist. You forgot Nuggets. about Kata. Kata under contract for next yeah, year. He is under contract. He's young. I you know what's funny is I made that intro video for the uh, draft show and everybody pictured except for Kata. <laughs> and I, I even thought about it. I was Unreal. like I don't know. Man. <laughs> But you know what? Kata feels, like, feels like an addition now. Like he was here, but he wasn't really here. Now it's like he's on the team now. We'll see. Kata, come on the show. Bro. All righty then. Oh, yeah, he's definitely coming on. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, or just beat one of us up when you see us. Turn, turn, turn the lights on. Oh, I am getting dark in here, huh? Well, the, the, mu- the music suits it perfectly. Like, it is let's get let, let's get comfy, shall we? If, if somebody tuned in and it was not a uh, you know familiar with the way we talk on the show, they would just see Dad better come back. <laughs> <laughs> really, fine. this is a hilarious comment. I really hope this is the day. People would tune in and then tune out right away. <laughs> I think that's actually pretty uh, common behavior, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Uh, week 10 of football is in the books. It's now time to review the tape and get ready for week 11. There's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook because it is America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week 11, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their canvas offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. Of course, if football isn't your thing, DraftKings is also giving all MMA fans who sign up now the chance to triple their winnings for any bet placed on UFC 255. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time 
What on, was the, that? on on DraftKings, Eric cleaned up last night. He went undefeated. Undefeated. You were yeah. that? We actually had people in the comment sections thinking Andre for making them money Andre last night because Andre was crushing it. You guys got to watch DNVR bets. My guy Andre, along with RK, you know they make their predictions every day, and all I know crushing is Andre it. never misses. He's a hundred percent. He's gotten a hundred percent of his bets right. <laughs> they were crushing it, crushing it on DraftKings. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, that's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be twenty. Or older Colorado only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Yeah, I like that. I mean, look, if you have Millsap and Bowl as your backup bigs and Najee just in case, I mean, could the three of them carry you through a 72 game season of backup bigs when you know Jokic is going to be your starter, you know Grant's going to be there, you know Michael Porter plays some four. I think so. I'm with it. If Denver did it, I wouldn't mind. I'd be in. Be in on that. So Plum, Plumley's out. No more plums. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Dad's leave. It happens here. All right. Eric, do you have? Do you, do you want to pull up the jerseys? Do you have your screen open where you can? Do you want to do that? Um, uh, I, you want to take the wheel here for this? Unless sure, I can do it. I, I, I certainly don't have it up. I mean, that would be. Can you imagine Kyle Speller <laughs> saying the name Compazzo? Hey, Compazzo. If you have a DM right now, if you have it, why don't you just bring it up? Why, why, why do you get DM this? Like, Compazzo. All right. Well, I'll do. Oh, I guess I'll do everything. Compazzo. <laughs> he's not Italian. So I don't good. know why I keep doing that. All right. Uh, he I know. He's, a, he's, a, he's Argentinian. Argentinian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so here we have. I guess this is the first image. Okay, here we go. Let's start here. Eric, the new jerseys dropped. We had had we had heard rumors for a while now that yep. we might get a red skyline. Yep. I, I'm, I guess I was going to tell you you talk, but I'm going to talk. I have this <laughs> screen share here. It is just a note. It is red, and it is not the same skyline that Denver has used. The colorful rainbow skyline. This is now a yellow skyline, which is. It's a, not a yellow skyline. It's a sunrise. You, you'd be quiet, Adam. This, see what happens when you start talking. It's, it's Denver this, this, this at six thirty a.m. Yeah, this is a this is a sunrise. This is a, I I think I described it as a sunset, but that, that's that's incorrect. It is a sunrise. Uh, Thank skyline. you very much. I should have your job. Um, by all means, uh, have some comps to me uh, eight a.m. tomorrow. We'll discuss them. Um, so, what where to, where to start with this? So we I had heard the rumors of red being the primary color in these skylines, which is why I made all of our draft coverage primarily red last night just to, to try and uh go along with that but like that is and true then, by the way he did do that i so did i did I'm, uh, so um i mean this is obviously this is the exact same design um they've just recolored everything um as the black skylines and the and the whites that came before it um People are not very happy about this. I would say, if I if I just took a, a quick yeah. <laughs> a quick straw poll of looking at the, uh, the oh, okay. of the of the internet, like people are not stoked. And the reason they're not stoked is because, and I'll say this: like I, I put a tweet out there, like these things are objectively not ugly. Like these are a not, this is a nice mix of colors. It's warm. Yeah. It's uh, the, the 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 all the colors are really harmonious. Um, so it just, it, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like Denver at all. Like it doesn't. Right. It doesn't like it, it's too warm. Like it feels like. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, obviously, the the big elephant in the room is that it looks it, almost exactly in color scheme like those <laughs> Utah does. jerseys, the Utah yeah. sunset jerseys, that they, which are you know they're gorgeous jerseys, man. They're, they're which are, yeah, iconic, the, I think. Just, which are yeah, and then you know that they make sense because uh, Utah is almost all of those, like it's red everywhere you look in Utah, like all of those, it red, is very red, all that yeah. red sandstone. Even though we are Moab Colorado. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like these jerseys are like wholly inappropriate for Colorado, but they're inappropriate because they look a lot like our division rival, which is like pretty off-putting to a lot of people. I'm you know, it's funny on. though. Cause I do agree that they look like them, but I don't, I, I mean, I don't think he would confuse them. Like they're different enough for me. Um, I, I think that's part of it, but I think it's not, it's not a confusion. It's just, you want to like, you want to be different enough. It's not that you want to be different. You just like, like you want to, all, Denver is Denver has Denver in its heart. Like if, if you like really get down to it, like in Jersey design, like really it, in most cases, like you either have blue jerseys or red jerseys. Something about mm -hmm. the human brain wants to divide those two against mm -hmm. one another. Red v. Blue. Um, and 
it's I, I'm not sure why this is, but it is. It's it's just the it's just the way that it works. And so um, it's really difficult when a team goes from blue to red because you sort of like break that uh, connection in your mind. It doesn't feel like the same squad anymore. Like this, this to me does not feel like Denver. But I will say that nothing like anything new doesn't feel. Right. Like it is until it is. So once you see these team. enough, yeah, once you see these enough, then it will be a Denver jersey. Do you so know, this reminds me of when the Broncos last year. Oh, sorry. Yeah. When the Broncos went blue back in 99 or nine or 97 or whatever it was, the everybody was like, they look like the Chicago Bears, man. Like we used to have our own color scheme and now it's the Bears. And now you look at it and you're like, you know, that's the Broncos. That's the Broncos uniform. I think this will happen too. Like right now, those colors are not associated with the Denver Nuggets, but right. they will be. Before yep. long, and, right. I, and, they're, well, and like the, you said, in a vacuum, they're gorgeous. So, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't say black. gorgeous. That was your. That was, I, that I said was that they word. were harmonious. You went ahead and took it to the next level. Um, yeah. I, you know, I feel like, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to pick apart the design. We're really just talking about color scheme here. I mean, this is the exact same design as the two years that have preceded it. Um, the thing about making a whole, like, a change like this is that it. it this is a one year jersey like it we're not going to be like really incorporating this into, into the heart and soul of denver yeah. and so they're not really going to have time to you know make that uh leap into the mind the hearts and minds of denver nuggets fans like we'll probably see these things like five six times over the mm -hmm. course of the season um but you know like they i mean they they're they, they they look they look like they should be for the Miami Heat. They look like they should be for the Utah Jazz. They look like they should be for the Houston Rockets or for the the country of Spain. Um, they like I don't know. I I'm, I I get why everybody's upset. Um, but also but you know like, what, Eric? I feel like last year it was bold too. The black skyline because it's black and Nuggets color. That's a good point. Way. Well, that's and then point. yeah, but black and then they have these neutral. bubble moments, right? And now we do. Those are we'll remember those jerseys associated with one of the more lit Nugget seasons of all. Well, right, but see, the, the, yeah, the difference there in being is that you didn't immediately feel like uh, you were sort of uh, going up and, and presenting the same look as a division, a hated division right. rival. Like if the Portland Trailblazers, which have black, also then had rainbow, and we did a black rainbow, that the tra like that people would be equally upset. Like, mm. so I don't know. It, 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 I I feel like the outrage will wash over with these because again, they they are. I mean, they are attractive, so um, we'll see where it lands. But um, you know, I really just want—I really wanted a blue one. I'm not going to lie to you. I just really yeah. wanted—I really wanted there a skyline. There is a fifth jersey coming out. You know, there is a fifth jersey coming. If it's another skyline, I would absolutely floored, dude. I there is another jersey coming out—the earned version. Like, I feel like that, that might be maxi time. That might be time for maxi. Yeah. I'm crossing my fingers. We'll see what happens. So, so, so a couple cool. a couple of things. I hated these when I first saw them. They are growing on me though, and I, I do I think. In person, it's it's going to look a little more red than it does in these pictures. And I think it really could pop on the court if there's like a special uh, floor that they put down to go with it. I think it could really pop in person. So they're growing yeah, on me. To me, it's not the to me, it's not the red, the foundation. It's the well, it sun, just doesn't look sunset. red in these pictures. But it's the sunset in the middle. It's the oh, that the middle, is the part. yeah. The, it's the orange, the yellow, the like the the oranges and yellows are definitely not Denver Nuggets yeah. colors. Like, um, that that's what's throwing people off. It's not it's not the red. Like if there was a a rainbow, and they also called it rainbow season, and then they like this is a very very <laughs> very loose interpretation it's of a what a rainbow, rainbow. is. Yeah. <laughs> like they shouldn't like they should. They should have said so like true. sunrise season, something like described yeah, it in a different yeah, yeah. way. These are not rainbow jerseys. So it is not the red. It is the middle that is throwing everybody off. That's what looks like right Utah. And, um, Wait, go back to we'll it for see. a second. Go back to ah! it. For a second. Um, <laughs> correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, if this is like correctly designed, but the orange collar doesn't make a lot of sense to me. That seems weird. Well, so like that, that is the color that's like right dead in the middle between the, the yellow and the red. Okay. The so it's, so it's correct. It's like, an, well, correct. I mean, it's sort of an amount. <laughs> amalgamation of it if you look at the red and the yellow like the middle becomes orange i mean it, there's nothing correct or incorrect yeah. about it it's a little strange that it's just, only it's the weird. only the like only the top collar is red usually the uh the the striping on the side would follow suit with that mm -hmm. um so yeah. it's just a choice yeah another, another thing this is the last skyline jersey we're gonna get uh it was a three-year thing they did the white the black and the red and there's that not bugs me, man. I really, I really wanted a blue one, man. I really yeah. wanted that like Matembo era too. blue one. And yeah. again, I put this on Twitter. Like their new color scheme that they came out with, 
flat irons red, yeah, sunshine <laughs> yellow, midnight blue, and what was the last one? Skyline blue. blue. It's called Skyline Blue, yeah. and they didn't use it in their Skyline design. That makes me yeah. crazy. My, my, my last thing is the Nuggets, I think, have had some of the best jerseys in the league over the last couple of years, and we're probably just really spoiled from how awesome these jerseys have been because there are some really poor jerseys out there oh, that some terrible. NBA teams have. So so somebody I'm, – I, I actually like these. They're growing on me a lot, and I'm, I'm already on board. It just took me a morning to get over it. Now I'm in. So I'm in. But – I will say I'm not the person with the – people don't ever accuse me of having, like, great style. In fact, somebody in the comments earlier today said I look like Doug Heffernan, who I don't know who that was. So I had to look it up. And turns out it's the guy from The King of Queens. So I, maybe the most insulting thing anybody's ever Kevin, told me. You look like yeah. Kevin James. I look like Kevin James. Like, I know I've had a little weight gain since, since the quarantine, but I didn't – I didn't realize that was my con. Can you imagine if that was your con? Like, vote, you look like John Goodman. You know, you kind of have a John Goodman-ness. You're like, wow, I know. Are you, yo, I used to get, I used to, I used to every now and again get Jim, not Jim Belushi. Uh, oh, what is that guy's name? Shoot, Jim. Larry Walker. Larry, I used to get dirty Larry Walker all the time. Dirty Larry Walker. Jim Brewer. I would get Jim Brewer. And I was like, oh, cool. Who the hell is that? That comedian uh, that was in, um, Half baked with Dave Chappelle that just looked. Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actor. So I was like, "Oh, cool. That's a famous person. Um, I'm going to jump out of my window. I appreciate that. Thank you." Uh, So last thing here before we have to get out of here and give the the Florida DNVR bets, but um, we have. uh, uh, Oh, that's cool. That's that's so. So it looks like um, I I was. We're looking at these jerseys. This is the jersey I associate with Gary Harris. If you just show me this jersey and you ask me who's the player for this jersey, I would say Gary Harris. In part because this is the iconic shot he was wearing. I hate those shorts. I love those shorts. They look like board shorts. I hate those shorts. (laughs) I've always hated those shorts. I hate them. I you know what's funny again is because I have such happy memories. Like this was a happy memory season. Like I like the shorts. Not you're right that I hated them until they did dope stuff in them. And this is what I'm getting to about these red jerseys. Like you do some dope stuff in the jersey, and you're like, dude, I love these things. They remind me of goodness. And greatness. I know, but the, the problem is, we're only gonna. I mean, that it's not like we had a full season of those jerseys that Gary Harris is wearing. Uh, it doing only awesome took things. this moment for now. But that was it. Only took that moment. That was the biggest moment of the last five years. Like, was well, like it, was a, it was. It was a great. It was a great moment. Yeah. Um, how do I get out of here? Oh, these jerseys to me are Nikola Jokic. Like I just, Definitely. I don't know. He, he looks great in them. So I, if I see a blue jersey, I think, okay, Jokic. And then these black ones, you know, Did I you think- you guys remember when we were talking about which jersey you should buy, which, which player? And I said this exactly. Nikola Jokic buy the Mile High City yeah. jersey. Mm-hmm. This is, and then Jamal Murray buy the black uh, skyline. Yes. The, yeah. Jam- Jamal Murray's glow up absolutely t- took place in the bubble wearing these jerseys. Yep. Um, and he was kneeling in, in that iconic picture wearing this. I mean, it's, oh, it you're, right. Gonna... you're right, man. So to me, this the, is just how it goes. The, yeah, absolutely how it goes. But here's what's cool about it. We go back to this new jersey now, this, this, this new uniform that the Nuggets have. And I just wonder, like, could it be, you know, could this become the Bull Bulger or the uh, Michael Porter jersey? Like, well, we're going to see a great moment yeah. in it, and then it's just like always, oh. forever in our mind. Yeah, know. but today, today we're not talking about like, could this potentially be worn by something when by someone when they do something cool? We're talking about like, is this a good looking jersey? No, but you know what? Like, don't it still matters. My opinions on those things change so much once I see them on the court. Yep, you know, always. It's one thing to see the design. <laughs> I but think that look good on the court. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, big news day, man. It's funny how you go through an entire – the people if the, working the Nuggets, um, you know, like that, that make the decisions on when to drop things hate us, clearly, as evidenced by we had to go yeah, through an entire boom, 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 boom. We had to go through an entire thing. And then they were like, okay, you know what? No news, no information, nothing to talk about. Oh, it's draft day? Let's give you everything all at once here. Talk about uniforms, talk about trades, talk about drafts. Meanwhile, meanwhile we're drafting God uh, states. Yeah, There's right. nothing happening. Drafting candies because we're just like reaching <laughs> everywhere. So this was an important news day. Um, a lot of drafting Guys, tomorrow, homie Marislav going to come on the show. Hopefully we get it. Reach out to me. Hop, hop in the DMs. Let me know if you want to hop on and tell us about the Australian League. RJ Hampton. It's an exciting time to be a Nuggets fan, guys. It has been for five, six years. The people that know, if you know, you know. You know, it gets more fun, man. We just we, we continue to have fun here. Don't forget to check out our, our live stream. Five hours. You can watch all of it. You'll laugh the entire time. You'll have a good time. Or you can just go straight to the different moments in it. See the George Carl interview? It was iconic. I would say I got text messages about the George Carl. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, George, George, Carl, George Carl went in. 
I loved it. Church, church yeah. Colorado is take. So you, you want to check that out. And then, of course, all of our guests that were good enough to hop on. All right, everybody, we're getting out of here. See you guys tomorrow. God damn it, Adam. Guys, this weekend on WGT, starting Friday and going all the way through Sunday, we are hosting the Retro Open. All country clubs on WGT World Golf Tour, the official gaming partner of DNVR, can participate and anyone can win. All you have to do is join up on the DNVR Four Country Club if you're not already a member of one of the other three country clubs. Head to the old course at St. Andrews and enter into the close to the whole challenge. And then when you are done with the tournament, submit your screenshot to our pinned Twitter thread, DNVR underscore sports, or email it to info at the DNVR.com. We'll be picking out winners every week to get prizes. And look, you get to play around a WGT. It takes literally like a minute. It's super quick, especially the close to the whole challenges. So download WGT Golf from dnvrgolf.com and then search for the DNVR4 Country Club.